The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Move through blocks and fulfill your passion and purpose. This is Stop Stopping Yourself with your host, Vincent Jenna. This is Stop Stopping Yourself, and I am your host, Vincent Jenna, coming to you live still from Topsail Beach, North Carolina, and Happy New Year, everyone. Wow. Wow. 2021. 2021. Do you believe that? Um, I become very reminiscent and... uh, um, I I love I love the holiday season. I love this holiday season that we just went through and I can't believe it's over already. Christmas and New Year is all very special to me because of the meaning behind it, the energy behind it, the beauty behind it. And I just love it. I love the lights, the Christmas lights. I love the the Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies and all the other channels that have Christmas movies on them and the radio channels with that just playing nothing but Christmas music. And I just, I love that. Um, And what I love on top of that is wintertime and wintertime with snow because that extends the holiday season for me. It's such a high energy time of the year. It's actually the highest energy time of the year. It's a large number of Christians in the world. And because of that, there is a a huge amount of that energy that's going out there. At least for the most part, people are looking forward to peace on earth, goodwill to men and, and Santa Claus and the children and the hustle and the bustle. And I know there's a tremendous amount of stress. And I also know that there's people who feel they have nothing to celebrate during the holiday season. And so the holiday season brings them down further. Um, but we all know that there is no bottom for the soul. There is no rock bottom. So when we say we've hit rock bottom, that's usually an earthly term. 
And it's the human mind and condition that has reached rock bottom. And then, of course, the physical element only evolves and manifests from that. And so it's difficult for people to get out of that state. But of course, they can get out of that state because everyone has a chance, as limiting as it appears to be. So so we step into 2021, and I always love, I always love how people believe that the new year is going to bring something new in their lives. I, I just love that. It's like, okay, no more coronavirus now in 2021. No, you know, and uh, no more fighting and no more anything and no more negativity. And I, I have to laugh at it because, you know, and you see all the memes, you know, pushing 2020 out of the way. Oh my God, it was a horrible year. Thank God it's over. And I'm like, why do people think that circumstances have timelines? Crises and diseases have no timelines. And, and uh, issues have no timelines. We're the ones that put the timelines on it. And, and, but everything continues until something changes. And it's not the year or the clock that makes something change. And, we should all know that by now it's us that makes things change. Don't be looking forward to 2021 if you didn't do anything to change it. 2020. Um, because you're going to get more of the same. We are going to get more of the same. I mean, right now, the numbers with the coronavirus is, is unbelievable. It's significantly higher than it's been it's it's at the top and 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 it, and those aren't the numbers from new year's yet so yeah it's a crazy time but this is what 2021 has to offer we're going to talk about that today on the stop stopping yourself show um and and why 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 you shouldn't make a new year's resolution i hope all of those of you who are listening right now have gotten rid of or will get rid of your New Year's resolution because it's nothing but a setup for failure. We're going to talk about that on today's show. But I do want to wish everybody a happy opportunity for a new beginning. And that's what a new year or a new day or a new moment holds for each of us is a new beginning. That's what the new thought movement is all about, right? Unity Online Radio. Unity is a new thought, spiritual belief, science of mind and centers for spiritual living are new thoughts. That's a new thought, new thought, new life. So the new year... The new year can bring on newness. Now, as a prediction, I'm a psychic, and I do get into those things. I will tell you this for the new year. The energy of this year, as, as I also described the energy of 2020, I, let, let me back up a bit and just say what I said about 2020. 2020 was a magnifying energy year. It's a, a new um, decade 
beginning of a new decade and a the numbers itself 2020 right it is a double 20 or two 20s there then of course in numerology you added up to four but it was about a a clearer vision and a magnitude of what you were going through so i said to the world that if you were a positive person on a positive path that the year 2020 energy was going to catapult you forward faster and more and that certainly has transpired in my life and my wife's life my family life um, i hope some of those of you if not all of you who are listening now you were you felt that push forward however if you had any negativity in your life if there were issues if there were attitudes and behaviors that were not on the side of the light and that were more on the side of the darkness that was going to be magnified a hundredfold and it certainly was and unfortunately we saw more of that than not than the past years between the pandemic coming out i also had predicted a plague i use the word plague uh, because plagues are are uh, very much like pandemics where they get through all different countries and parts of the world. But I did know that that was coming about. <clears throat> and so it did happen because it magnified the disease that was uh, going on with people. That's for sure. And then people's lives were turned upside down because of that. And Many lost their jobs and, and the income streams and uh, places and homes and all that nonsense and lives. So it absolutely magnified the energy of what was going on in life. So what does 2021 have the opportunity of bringing? Fulfillment now, fulfillment. It's a year where if you have your dreams laid out, if you are pursuing them, this is a year where you can fulfill many of them or at least going in that direction of fulfillment, depending upon what your dream is. So in other words, if you are a, a, a writer, um, you will this year either complete a book and get it contracted for publishing. Now, the book itself may not come out until 2022 because it does take publishers some time. However, the process of it starting the fulfillment, completing the book will occur in 2021. So whatever it is that you have been pursuing, which I'm excited about because I've got so many things going on in my life right now, which I'm I'm so looking forward to coming to fruition that this energy, I'm certainly going to be using the energy of 2021 to complete some of my work and to have my dreams, or, or shall I say, complete some of my dreams. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that for everybody, but definitely get on the path of believing that 
this work is going to be fulfilled. Your work is going to be, your dreams are going to be fulfilled. You have to start believing that to help it. Right. Um, so, so that's the occurrence. And, and if you are working on becoming or being more healthy, that can also come to fruition in this year, within this year. But it doesn't mean it's going to happen that way automatically for everyone, for everyone. Um, it's about completing positive energy, not negative energy. So the rest of the predictions are that the numbers are going up as we get this vaccination out there. Finally, the numbers will begin to come down. However, that will instill a false confidence amongst people. And I was just listening on Stephen Colbert last night, Dr. Gupta, who was talking about you can get the vaccination and the vaccine can stop you from being affected or getting sick from the coronavirus, but it does not stop you from carrying it and catching it. So there is still a need even after you become vaccinated to be wearing a mask because now you may not have any symptoms whatsoever, but you will be carrying it to other people. And what's going to happen is people that are getting the vaccine are going to have a false sense of confidence that they can now carry on in life as if nothing is going on and they will be spreading the virus. So at first we may begin to see the numbers decline and then there will be an incredible spike once again. But it's also gonna take some time. So everybody's gotta be patient and gotta be smart. And what do you do in the meantime, especially those that wanna be on a spiritual path? Well, let's talk about that and let's talk about resolution concepts and ideas and goals and all of that. Let's put that together. Resolution, what is a resolution? A resolution comes from the word resolute. And resolute means an admirable, intense commitment to something. And it's admirable, admirable. Wow, you made a New Year's resolution? How admirable of you, how special. But what are these New Year's resolutions based on? Think about it for a moment, you know, think of some of the resolutions you may have made yourself. You know, some common ones, some common ones. Ooh, I am completely out of shape. I'm gonna join a gym. And statistically, just so that you know, after January 1st, usually January 2nd, fitness centers and gyms have their highest membership numbers recorded then. Thousands of people go into the gyms and sign up for new memberships. You would think that these gyms would be overfilled and overrun with people, but of course, no. Why? <laughs> because people stop going to the gym after a while and they depend on that. So they can keep selling memberships year after year, month after month, day after day. Another resolution. Oh, I am so heavy. I'm tired of not fitting in my clothes. 
I'm going to lose weight this year. So I'm making a New Year's resolution. I'm going on a diet. Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Everybody's complaining about my drinking. Yeah, I've been drinking too much, maybe. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to cut down on my drinking. Ooh, I'm a smoker. I'm a smoker. I've been trying to stop for many years. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to stop smoking. You know what? I don't spend enough time to play, some leisure time. I'm constantly working, 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 working. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to spend more me time, fun time, play time. Wow. I was supposed to clean out this house and the closets and my drawers, and I, I've been putting that off and putting that off and putting that off because I'm I just procrastinate. I'm so lazy. I am making a New Year's resolution to clear my house and get it organized this year. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to get that job I always wanted to have. I'm going to make a New Year's resolution to be to write that book that I've been putting off and putting off and putting off, and I just can't find the time or the ambition. I'm going to write that book this year, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Throw your New Year's resolution in there. As a matter of fact, if you have a New Year's resolution that you've made more than once or you can't get it done, give me a call. Call me now. Let's talk about it so I can tell you why you have not been able to complete it. Call me. You know what the number is here, right? 816-251-3555. Call. Call in now. Let's discuss it. But... Even if you don't call in, we know some of those resolutions. Another word for resolution is a goal. We set goals throughout years. We set resolutions New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, because they're admirable. We want to, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow, wanting to, to evolve, wanting to uh, fix a weakness. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. And we all start off with great intentions. But did you know, statistically, I, I was dumbfounded when I heard this statistic, that 92%, 92% of all resolutions made worldwide fail and don't even get started. 92%, that means only 8% of resolutions made people follow up on. 8% worldwide. There's 8 billion people on the face of the earth. I wouldn't think that all 8 billion make New Year's resolutions. I don't know how many do. Let's say even 50% making New Year's resolutions, doesn't make a difference how many, only 8% of all resolutions made, and the statistic is only based on the numbers of people who admit that they didn't or they did their resolution. 
but 8%, 8%. Something is wrong there. And it's also reflective of why we are not manifesting the things we want in our lives. It's very reflective of that because we're constantly setting goals. You're listening to this radio show, hoping to evolve and grow, and you're setting a goal to evolve and grow. And some of you may take baby steps. Some of you may not evolve at all. Some of you may be jumping leaps and bounds and doing incredible things. But there are reasons why that occurs. Everything happens for a reason. And so if we get to understand why resolutions and goals fail to begin with, we can fix that. And we can fix that. Yeah. I'm only hesitating here. You haven't lost me. I'm still here. I'm reflecting. I'm reflecting on why people even make resolutions to start with. Why do you make a resolution? Think about that, because that will give you an answer as to why they're not working. Why do you make a resolution? Well, again, think of the resolution. Let's just pick one. Yeah. I, I've um, been really bad for the past couple of years in my weight. Weight is way, way up there. Weight. I think is one of the number one resolutions. I haven't researched that as far as what the resolutions are. Exercise, weight, stuff like that. Getting a project done. Those are usually the highest resolutions. So we'll just pick one, weight. Okay. Why do you make the resolution? Well, if you went on the diet during the year and it worked, you wouldn't need to make a resolution, right? So you make a resolution because you're attempting to make a more intense, admirable commitment to losing weight. Now, why would you need to make a higher commitment to losing weight? Obviously, the answer is because your past commitments failed, right? Your past commitments failed. And so maybe, maybe, maybe if you make a higher commitment, a more intense promise, it'll come to pass. You'll, you'll get it done. But if you're not one of the 8%, it's failed. You failed. You failed at getting your commitment done. You failed at it. Maybe, maybe next time, instead of a resolution, do something in blood, right? You know, one of those uh, um, kid shows where uh, those friends or they're going to become committed to something. They, they seal it in blood. They, they cut themselves a little bit and they shake hands or they cut themselves and they, and they drop a piece of blood on paper. Maybe that, maybe that will get you to commit more. But as the movie shows, that fails too. There's a reason why our goals fail. There's a major reason why our goals fail. 
It's so funny because I was watching some of the television programs. I've been on a lot of television programs the past couple of weeks throughout the country, Arizona, Texas, uh, Tampa. I'm going to be on another one in Tampa. Unfortunately, they don't ever record them or, or only a couple of them record them. I'd love you to watch some of the shows and the interviews because I've been talking about this worldwide and on radio shows and um, I was even watching some shows and there's doctors on psychologists that claim it's good and it's, it's healthy to make New Year's resolutions and goals for yourself. A matter of fact, um, goals are an important thing in life is what we're being told. And um, they even made day planners um, for people so that they can achieve their goals. If you organize your goals better, you have more of a chance to achieve them. If you write them down, you have more of a chance to achieve them. These are all the philosophical and the theories that are out there. And then you see these people, remember the year, I don't even remember what year it was, when they started Franklin, that was a, a company, a manufacturing company. Franklin is the one that put out the first day planner for business people. And oh my God, people walked around with this book. Of course, now everything is on the phone. You know, the day plan is on the phone. But before the day was on the phone, it was in this book. And you saw people come and they were all little tabs on them. And they're turning their page. And oh my gosh, the most successful or successful looking people were the ones that had the most written in their day plan. Oh my gosh, you're such a busy person. Look at you. Oh, you're so organized. You go to Monday, you go to Friday, you can see all your appointments. And then in the back, you've got all your notes and the sticky notes and the tabs and Wow, you must be such a, you must be a CEO of a company. Oh, holy cow. And everybody's walking around with their lives written in this book. And guess what? You could have thrown the book away because if with all that was written in there, they still failed at accomplishing gold. And if you write down a hundred goals in one day, Okay, you can write down 101. It doesn't make a difference how many goals you write down in a day. That doesn't make you a more successful person. The ones that you get done are the successes. <laughs> the majority of them don't get done. So writing them down and it makes you look good has nothing to do with it. But why do those even fail? Why do you need a day planner? When you answer those questions, you'll begin to understand why goals fail. Why do you need a goal? I've talked about this before, right? We need a goal. Gosh, need a plan. Some people, and even us spiritual people, I want you to listen out there. Every morning, if you have a routine that you do every day when you get up, and you follow a routine in order to get stuff done, I'm telling you right now, you don't trust yourself. Because if you trusted yourself, you wouldn't need a routine. I'm gonna tell you on the other side of the commercial why goals, routines, and resolutions all fail and are no good so hang in there with me. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. I am your host, Vincent Jenner. We are talking about New Year's resolutions. Do not go away so that you can step into 2021 with nothing else but a success plan. I'll see you in a minute.
All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Stop Stopping Yourself with Vincent Jenna. All right there. If you are just joining us now, we are talking about New Year's resolutions and goals and plans and planner books and all of that and why they fail. Why only 8% of resolutions made worldwide come to fruition. We're discussing that today so that we can step into 2021 having more achievements than failures. And then, of course, you know, I'm just labeling that. What is a failure? Well, if Failure is not getting done what you want to get done. Now, don't put such heavy weight on the word failure, but be able to acknowledge that there's got to be some word, okay, I didn't get it done. So why don't we get these these things done? Why are planners uh, not good? And and honeydew lists, so I get that now. Honeydew lists, you make a list for yourself of what you're going to get done for the day and you never get it done. Don't get the list done. We make those lists to start with because we don't trust ourselves. That's the bottom line. We don't trust that we'll get done what we're supposed to get done. We look at our lives as um, we have been lazy, we have procrastinated, we put off, and unless I write it down and commit to it, I'm not going to get it done. I've got these these tasks that I must get done today, so I've got to write them down. Because we think if we write them down, we're committing more to ourselves, to the task, to the goal, when in fact we're not. We're only reinforcing the fact that we don't trust ourselves. We don't trust our spontaneous ability to do what's necessary. But if we let go of the planners, if we let go of the goals, and we trust the universe and our souls... It will guide us, they will guide us, the universe will guide us as to what we need to do next. And it knows, your soul knows what you want in life. You don't have to convince it of anything. It knows what your dreams are. It knew before you did, consciously. Before the human side of you knew, your soul knew. And if you just trust your soul, it will tell you what to do. Do you seriously have to get out of bed every morning and tell yourself you've got to go to the bathroom and tell yourself to either shower or brush your teeth and tell yourself to have that cup of coffee, tea or breakfast? You have to tell yourself that, otherwise you won't get it done. How come you don't put that down in your planner? Because you know you're going to do it automatically because you've done it before. So therefore, you only put in your planner what you don't trust you're going to get done automatically. Then the spiritual world. Okay, here we go. Our met- metaphysical practitioners and people. What do they do? Oh, I've got a routine. Every morning I get up, I do my meditation first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, I have to do my meditation. Otherwise, my day doesn't start well. 
And now you set a routine, routines, resolutions, goals, plan. They mean all the same thing. It means you can't be spontaneous because you don't trust yourself. Why do you need to do your meditation every single morning? If you can't get in the right frame of mind without a meditation, something is wrong. Yeah, you're using meditations, which is great. There's nothing wrong with using it as a tool to connect to the higher self. I'm going to meditate. Maybe you want to meditate to, to hear what your soul wants to get done during the day, but that's good. But you don't have to make it a routine. Maybe it doesn't want to do it at 8 o'clock in the morning. Maybe it wants to do it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, my God, don't throw your schedule off. <gasps> you throw my schedule off, I'm not going to get anything done. That's why people make routines. Stop making routines because you're reinforcing your lack of self-belief. You don't grow spiritually because you've made your life a routine. You get bored. Now, why don't resolutions work and goals work? Well, resolutions will go back and just remind you, right? Those resolutions, wanting to lose weight, wanting to join a gym, all of those. They're based and the commitments are based on an attempt to fix something you think is broken or wrong with you. That's right. You're attempting to fix a weakness. Oh, I haven't lost weight all year. I tried to go on a diet. I couldn't. I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to fix myself and go on a diet this year. All resolutions are based on that. All resolutions. <clears throat> because you're going to make an attempt. You think it because you want to grow. But that's not what, how you make a resolution then. If you want to grow, did you make a resolution during the year that you're going to go on this spiritual journey and that you're going to keep coming back and listen to my shows every week or any other unity show or read a special book. No, you said, I want to keep growing. I want to go on my spiritual path. Why? Because I feel good that I have. Ooh, a secret. I feel better when I'm doing these things. Ooh. Ooh, are we onto something here? Is it because we want something more of something good? That's the key for any success in your life. You cannot fix a weakness. I haven't been able to lose weight from a weakness. So I'm going to try to lose weight this year. I'm going to make a resolution to lose weight. That's not a strength. That's basing it off a weakness. Because you haven't been able to do it before. So maybe this time, if you make a commitment, you'll be able to do it this time. So you're trying and attempting to fix a weakness from a weak foundation. From the idea that you're broken. From the idea that something needs to be fixed. However, whenever you want to make an improvement, take it from a strength rather than a weakness. There's the answer. You know what? 
when I'm thinner, I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. I like the way my clothes fit. I like the way I look in the mirror. Boy, I appreciate that. All right. Okay. So this year I'm going to, I'm going to lose more weight because I like the way I feel when I'm thinner. Wow. Okay. I want more of that feeling. I'm going to lose weight. You know what? When I'm physically active, I don't have the same aches and pains. Now that's funny because I'm telling you from my, from me right now, something. Yes. I get more back aches when I'm not working out. And I love the way I feel when I start working out. Well, this year I'm committing to do more workout because I want more of that good feeling. You know what? <clears throat> when I'm not drinking, I feel better about myself. I think more clearly. I get along with people better. My moods don't swing. That's it. I'm coming down on drinking, if not cut it out altogether this year. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Do you see the difference between, oh man, ah, God, everybody's been complaining about me this year because of I've been drinking too much. Everybody's upset. My wife is, is, is so mad at me. I got to stop drinking. I'm so fat. My clothes don't fit. I look horrible. I got to stop and lose weight. Oh, man, I am so out of shape. I can't even carry a box up the stairs. I better get to the gym before I wind up dying. Who can fix anything with attitudes like that? How long do you think that that motivation will work? But yet that's what we do. I better write everything down that I have to do today, because if I don't, I'm not going to get anything done. I'm so lazy. Oh, I forget so much. And I've got, I've got goals to accomplish at work. I've got tasks to do. I better carry this book around with me because I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to get it done. I'm not going to enhance myself. I'm not going to fix myself unless I write it down, unless I make a resolution, unless I make a goal, unless I set a routine. All these things that we're trying to do in an attempt to grow, to evolve, to get stronger, we do it from a weak place of ourselves. And that's why it doesn't get done. You, you know, you can't improve yourself if you think you're, you're lost already. Oh, you can try and people start and you may get so far. Don't get me wrong. I've seen some people come so far and then they crash and then they fall and then they fall down even lower than they were before. Is the funny thing about false confidence when it breaks down, it brings you down lower than you were before. I don't know if any of you use five-hour drinks to stay awake. It's very funny the way they work. So your body naturally wants to get tired, but because you're putting in a stimulation, it's keeping you stimulated awake. 
However, what you don't understand is your body is still continuing to get tired. So now when the five hour wears off, you crash, boom. Happens all the time. Well, the same thing happens with false confidence. You can keep using it and it can keep stimulating you to keep going for a certain amount of time. And then when it wears off, you crash. And now you have depression. Now you're feeling out of sorts. I had a couple of readings last week. That's what the people I, my, I don't feel myself anymore. And meanwhile, his entire life, he had been faking it. Been faking it, faking his memories, faking his belief in himself. And then all of a sudden it comes to a head because he doesn't have the energy or the strength to keep up the facade anymore. And boom, he's faced with what he's really feeling. Or she's really feeling. So that's why resolutions don't work. But what about enhancements? I want to enhance what's good about myself. And you use an enhancement to even fix and strengthen a weakness. And how do you do that? Well, I was giving you some examples. Okay. So I'm not using my time well enough. I've got so many things that I want to be able to do, but I just don't organize my time well enough. I waste a lot of time. And so if we come from the point of, well, I got to fix that this year, that's how we can fail. So what should we really think of? Well, I got that done the other day. Oh my God, it felt so good to finally just sit down and complete that project I was supposed to get done. I did that. I'll talk from experience. That's what I want to share with you is my I share my experience, my personal experiences so that you know that I go through some of the same things you go through. There were some people were expecting some written things from me. And because of the holidays and everything else, it was very difficult for me to sit down and get it done. And if I came to it from a point of, oh, I got to get this done, they're depending upon me. If I don't get this done, they're going to get upset. I've got to get this to them. That wasn't making me get it done any quicker. But what I did do is, hmm, you know, I got some good time now. And uh, gosh, it feels so good when I get something done and I accomplish something. You know, and um, and I can really get this done. I've I've written so many other things and I get it done so quickly when I just sit there and relax. So, OK, let me pop that open. Let me pop it open. Then I get the word document up. What do I have to get to them? I just got to fill out that form. That's not so bad. I filled out longer forms before. Look at that. I just got that done. Man, did that feel good. I get that off. Oh, while I'm feeling good, I'm going to get something else done, too. I'll get this done. Holy moly, I got three projects done in half a day. That felt so good. I'll get more done. 
So when you come to it, it, it just seems like a different attitude about the same project. And it is. It's all about your attitude. It's all about your self-belief. But it's about enhancing what you like about yourself, not trying to fix something you don't like about yourself. I didn't sit there and say, oh, I'm such a lazy bastard. I procrastinate so much. What's wrong with me? I waste so much of my time, my life. I'm 65 years old. How much of that was actually productive life? You can, I mean, you can get yourself to a point where you want to shoot yourself in the head because you think you're the biggest piece of waste on the planet if you go down that hole. And then you expect to get something done. So you got to boost yourself up with the things that you did do that were great. And I know you've all done that. You've all done great things. You know, maybe you didn't do it yesterday, but you did it last week. Remember what it felt like when you felt so good about yourself from whatever you went after. If you lost weight, you felt good about yourself. If you started exercising, you felt good about yourself. Here's a phrase that I use that gets me through it gives me the motivation to do anything. I was a 33-year terrible smoker. So was my wife. From the age of 17 until the age of 50, I smoked. I didn't smoke more, maybe a pack, a pack and a half a day, but cigarettes were important to me. Smoking was important to me. I'm talking it was important. I loved it. I loved it. <clears throat> you know how the saying goes, uh, well, I, you know, you have cigarette after good sex. Well, I'd have sex after a good cigarette. That's how important smoking was to me. I would smoke in the shower because I had windows in my showers and on the windowsill, I could keep an ashtray. And I did. I would smoke in the shower. Yeah, better yet, better yet, I had an, on an exercise bike, right there in the cup holder was my ashtray. And that was great because I was building up my lung capacity and being a singer, you got great lung capacity, which means you can inhale even deeper. Oh my God, I loved cigarettes. And then one day I said, and throughout the year, we realized, you know, it was bad for us. Every time my wife became pregnant, which was only twice, we stopped smoking during that entire nine-month period. That was motivation. But, but man, it was so bad that after our first child was born and they wanted, now this was back in the 80s, 1981, Right after our first child was born, my wife went through hell, eight hours of pushing and labor. And we're in the room and the baby they take right to the nursery back in those days. And the nurse came in and said, Mrs. Jenna, would you like to see your baby now? And she said, give me five minutes. I want a cigarette and a Kahlua and cream. And the both of us shared a Kahlua and cream and a cigarette before we even saw our baby. <laughs> Thank God he doesn't have any issues from that. But that's how much we loved smoking. But we knew that it was bad for us and we tried to stop, but we felt so bad about it and about ourselves for liking it so much until my 50th birthday. I said, damn it, you know what? 
I've got work to do. I got things to do in my life. I love myself so much. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to experience my greatest existence here on earth because I deserve it. And that became my motivating factor to throw away my pack of cigarettes. My wife did the same. We never had an urge to smoke again because I said and knew I loved myself more than I loved the habit. And it motivated me. I loved myself so much. I started going to the gym to get myself in shape and exercising and doing the right things. And my wife loved herself so much. She went on a diet and is losing weight and has been a way of life, changed to lifestyle. I loved myself so much. I was going to do whatever I could to improve my soul and my journey through life and walk my talk. I loved myself so much. I love myself so much I can handle my insecurities. I'm going to work on my insecurities. I'm going to work on little Vinny. My life resolution is to continue to love myself so much. I will do whatever I need to grow to the highest level that I can be as a psychic, as a medium, as a spiritual teacher, as a person, as a son of God, as a friend, as a husband, whatever. I love myself so much, and that's what motivates me to do my work. I love myself so much, I am going to make all my dreams come true. I love myself so much that whatever I need to get done today, I will get done. And if I don't get it done, I'm okay with that too. I will get done what's important I have thus far. I can reflect on my life and see more good than bad. I love myself so much that I can love people more. I love how I love people. I love how I can get on my soapbox and stand for righteousness. I love that I believe in my values. I love that I don't have to be brainwashed by others in order to fit in and feel good about myself. I love that my motivations are pure. See the secret here? I love that I have weaknesses to work on because those are wonderful challenges for me. That's what I came in with. I love that not everything is perfect in my life. That gives me something to work on so that I can feel even better about myself. I love that I have a healthy ego. I love that I have ego at all because that is my gift from God. Go to my website and download the lecture, God and your ego are one, and start working on your ego the way it's meant to, and stop listening to all of those who are saying your ego is bad. Your ego is not bad. Your ego is necessary. It's vital. 
it's vital for you to be able to come to the point of saying what I just finished saying about myself. I love that I still have room to love myself. I'm not at that perfect place. I'm not meant to be. I love that I'm not at that perfect place because then that gives me something to do here. That's why I'm here on this planet so that I can keep doing stuff for myself, for my growth, for my, for my evolvement. I love that I can tell you what you need to do for yourself. I love that I can help you believe in yourself. That's what motivates me to keep going. Yes, I see the weaknesses of life and people. But what gives me the strength to keep going is knowing that there is good and that's all I have to do for my work. Maybe your work is different from my work, but for my work, it's to get people to see who they really are for a change instead of seeing who they think they are, that they're broken, that they need to fix something, that they need to make a resolution to fix something, that they need a routine. Otherwise, nothing will get done in their lives. And yet they've come so far. You've come so far. If you just trust yourself, your your life, your intuition, you will go even further. Join me next week, okay? Because I have some, well, well, all of this month, I have some fabulous things going on. Um, I have a wonderful, I wanna, I wanna just pull it up, um, a wonderful guest next week, Dr. Beth Ann K.W. She is a spiritual psychologist, an intuitive channeler, a writer, a speaker, an artist. And she'll be on the show to talk more about those psychological things that go on with inside of us that get in our way and the motivating things we can do to get them out of the way. So, so come on back next week to hear my special guest. And then January 20th, oh my God, I'm sure some of you have heard the documentary Social Dilemma. Well, I watched it. Please come back and hear my discussion on Social Dilemma and find out if we really have one and the fallacies and the hype about social media and Social Dilemma. And then on the 27th, what are your dreams and your passions? We're going to discover how to figure them out, how to bring them to the surface, how to set them. So make sure you come back the rest of this month to my show because we're going to be discussing great things. Thank you for joining me. I am Vincent Jenna. This is the Stop Stopping Yourself show. Have a great Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. 
On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the Mind Body Spirit. .fm podcast network